Chapter thirty two of Fruits of the Spirit. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Fruits of the Spirit by Hamilton Wright Maybe. Simplicity of Life. Those who read the daily newspapers, monthly magazines, and current books detached from the older literature, the earlier histories, and the records and other forms of the past must feel that this is the worst of all possible times and that the whole world is rapidly going to the bad as a matter of fact looking at the situation in the perspective of history and taking all sides of life into consideration there probably never was a more humane generous and open-hearted period than the present the age does not fundamentally differ except in the scale on which things are done from the ages which preceded it and where it differs it generally registers an advance one radical difference between this period and earlier periods is in the extension and thoroughness of our knowledge of social conditions we know the world with a minuteness and accuracy of which our forefathers did not dream we know our own country almost as familiarly as they used to know their own towns we know social conditions almost as well as they knew family conditions the result is that we are confronted by a host of problems which are neither new nor more numerous than the problems of earlier times but which in their extent and fundamental character are brought into clear light for the first time one of the prime difficulties of modern life is its complexity in this respect it stands in striking contrast to many preceding ages but complexity of condition is a very different matter from complexity of mind it is a great mistake to imagine that the two are synonymous that simple conditions necessarily create the simple life and that complex conditions create complex habits of life as a matter of fact the simple life is inward not outward it is a matter of the spirit and only to a limited extent a matter of outward conditions and habits it can be achieved as easily and it has been lived as nobly in palaces as in the most unpretentious and obscure homes there has probably never been a more conspicuous example of the simple life than that which was furnished by a roman emperor and any one who has a large knowledge of men knows how often the complex life that is to say the life of confusion is led by people of the greatest obscurity and the smallest means no man or woman need live a complex life because the age is complex confusion of thought is an inward condition not the result of outward circumstances an ignorant man is perplexed and confused and if he has imagination almost overpowered by the immense number of articles in a single room in a museum the curator on the other hand is perfectly at home in the whole collection because the lines of his knowledge run through the vast space and range the myriad objects in clear and definite order that they are numbered by the thousands is of no possible consequence when one understands where to place them and what they signify 
the new york medical journal prints a very interesting article by dr clement a penrose of baltimore on a class whom this physician calls the mind weary people who have lost the faculty of thinking for themselves or the desire to do so and are looking about for some ready-made remedy for an inward condition some outward path as a means of escape from intellectual confusion how many thousands of these poor mind-weary wretches are on the lookout for some simple plausible easy solution of the problems of life that will get them out of all its responsibility nothing exhausts the mind like confusion and there are vast numbers of men and women who are suffering to-day from weariness of mind because they lack organizing ideas of life this is the explanation for the singular prosperity of quacks and spiritual pretenders of all sorts and for the flourishing of occultism which always reappears when men lose their grip on clear definite and powerful religious convictions instead of convents and monasteries society is full to-day of all kinds of refuges from the weariness of life and from its perplexities and cares shelters devised sometimes by half-educated well-meaning enthusiasts sometimes by persons of unusual clairvoyant or hypnotic gifts who start honestly and then become humbugs when they discover the financial possibilities of their unusual gift or by out-and-out -out deceivers and beguilers who understand how to prey upon the credulous and who know how easy it is to collect a crowd if one will only stand and look steadfastly into the sky the new york tribune in commenting on dr penrose's paper says very truly that many people are struggling vainly to piece together into a rational system the alleged discoveries of psychology and medicine that they are swamped by a flood of unorganized facts during the last quarter of a century information of all sorts touching the structure of the universe and the organization of the human spirit has rolled in like a tide new vistas of knowledge have opened up on all sides popular reports of every form of religion are at hand every esoteric philosophy has its manuals all the arts and sciences are represented on the bookshelves of the libraries in a vast number of easily written volumes political economy and sociology are a study by children barely out of their infancy under the tuition of well-meaning but half-educated men and women when one considers the volume of misinformation now distributed through society and the mass of ill-digested thinking to which the average man and woman are exposed it is astonishing that there is not more brain weariness and that a greater number of people do not fall prey to the delusions of the moment those easy-going solutions of the problems of life which push aside responsibility and settle all questions out of hand many men and many women are bewildered by the number of gates through which they can pass into different fields of knowledge and try first one path and then another only to come back to the point of departure and start afresh with a constantly deepening confusion of thought they are eager to understand all the sciences to master the technique of all the arts to know the ritual of all religions and to worship all the gods 
and the result is that they become mere encyclopedias of popular misinformation but encyclopedias without order definition accuracy illumination the remedy for this confusion is a clear recognition that no human being can settle all questions master all knowledge or try all experience that every man must select the things which belong to him and leave the other things alone that to do anything strongly and competently involves leaving many other things undone that before each human soul lies one path and that by keeping to that path salvation is secured one definite and commanding idea of life resolutely and patiently worked out and followed brings one to wisdom and power while a great number of ideas which touch only the circumference of one's experience bewilder and confuse he who can be efficient and fruitful if he stays where he belongs becomes a mere cumberer of the ground when he strays into places where he has no real ties the question for men and women to-day is not whether they will understand everything and use everything but what they shall resolutely cut off it is not a question of taking things on but of leaving things out the genius of the simple life lies in accepting a fundamental conception of what one is here for if one has such a conception it will impose order on the outward confusion give one peace in outward turmoil preserve one from the temptations of a thousand voices calling tumultuously and discordantly from all quarters and bring that quiet unfolding that inward growth which is the business of life end of chapter thirty two